Welcome back to episode eight on A Crack of Clarity. My name is Elizabeth, if you're new here. Today's episode, I actually want to talk about a situation that happened at work yesterday. And I don't feel like I've mentioned it on the show yet, but currently I work as an intensive care unit nurse. And I've been a nurse for about four and a half years now. And I, you know, amongst everything that I was feeling yesterday, one of the thoughts that I had was, wow, I don't feel like I've ever struggled this much with a patient in my, my entire career of nursing. I don't feel like I have ever felt so defeated and exhausted after caring for somebody for 12 hours. I don't want this to be about the patient that I was taking care of. I want this episode to be about me and what I was experiencing with hopes that it might provide clarity for any of you listening that um, feels like they are ever in a situation that they can't physically escape and they're, they, they feel trapped and it's, um, and, and you feel, feel angry because that is, that is exactly what I experienced yesterday. Like the day started out. Okay. He definitely demanded more of my attention right off the bat. And in the intensive care unit, I have two patients that I take care of. So I had him and someone else and even right off the bat, I found it hard to devote, you know, important time and energy in the beginning of my shift to my other patient because this other patient was just right off the bat demanding so much from me. And, you know, I I am a nice person. I want to be a nice person. I I don't want to make you wait for something that you want. I I, I want to help you. I realize that you are sitting in a hospital bed and you don't have any friends or family around. And so you are reliant on me for a lot of things. But there's also another side of that where there's usually a general understanding that, you know, you're not the only patient that I'm taking care of. And I will come back and I will do you know, I will go get what you want me to get. I will, you know, help you order breakfast and, and all that stuff. So I, I could already tell in the beginning, like, okay, this is just going to be someone that is a little more mentally taxing for me. And I said, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I can handle this. You know, I know how to be direct and, and set, you know, boundaries and, um, realistic expectations with a patient. I, I can do this. I feel equipped and empowered. But as the day wore on, there was a, a turning point where something flipped in this patient and he got it in his head that I had lied to him about something. And I'm not even going to get into the details because it is trivial, but just for the sake of having some continuity in this story, I will share that. And it was like after that moment that he decided that I had lied to him, that I had betrayed his trust, that he could no longer 
uh, rely on me. He, he did like a full 180 on his behavior. It went from Miss Elizabeth to shouting, to being verbally aggressive, to saying very obscene things about me and directed towards me using language that is just disgusting and and painful painful to hear because of course i knew that i did not lie to this patient i did not but you know that at that point there was no convincing him that i had not lied that he was mistaken for something that i did or you know at one point i i did say to him i said you are making up a story right now and it, you're you're running with it like this this isn't what happened and that <laughs> i mean i'm not sure if that only fueled his fire but it certainly didn't help like get through to him to where he could come back to a more like calm state. It, it truly was like a, a switch that had flipped and there was no going back. He was refusing to allow me to give him medication. Um, he was refusing to allow me to assess him because he had very important assessments that needed to be done on him every hour. And he refused to do that. He refused to wear you know, monitoring equipment to make sure his vital signs were okay. This isn't the first like difficult patient that I've taken care of. Absolutely not. This isn't the first patient that I've had who's refused certain aspects of nursing care. Um, this isn't it's this isn't my first rodeo on all of this, and I feel like I can easily remind myself in those moments, like, you know, I don't have to make this person do anything, even though they are in this place of needing my care, they also have a choice and they always have a choice. I cannot make them do anything, even though I'm naturally more in a, in a position of authority in this scenario. And so like as the day unfolded and once that switch had been flipped and, you know, I, I took my 30 minute lunch break and I got 30 minutes to escape that environment, that situation. But I knew full well when I came back, I was, I knew what I was coming back to. I still had to be in his presence. Um, I still had to make sure that he didn't harm himself in any way, um, because that was kind of the route that he was spiraling down. It was very much a, a test of like, how, how can I keep my, my cool right now? How much can I really stand firm within knowing that I do have a job that I have to perform, that I'm that I'm here to do, that I'm being paid to do. I do that is true. But even though like I I have a uniform on and I'm in that natural position of authority, it it finally dawned on me 
and I walked over to the charge nurse and some of the other nurses and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we accepting this? Like, this is, I don't feel like I have to accept this kind of treatment. There was, you know, a plethora of other things happening on the unit, but definitely I will say that my patient was the most vocal and distracting out of everything that was hustling and and bustling around. You know, I tried just, you know, walking into his room, saying what I needed to say, giving him the choice of, you know, do you want to take your medication or do you not? Just being very direct about it. And, you know, he would immediately start spiraling off into his story and, um, and then spiral back into shouting and yelling at me. And I would just leave. I, you know, just trying to, um, you know, show him like, I'm not, I'm not going to bear witness to this. I'm not going to feed into this. Like, you're not going to manipulate this situation. There came a point where I, I felt like I had reached my breaking point. It was like five o'clock in the evening. I'm, you know, 10 hours deep into this day with him. And, you know, I said to my, my coworker, I need 20 minutes. I need 20 minutes to get off of this unit. And that was after my 30 minute lunch break. And, you know, they were very understanding, like, yeah, go, go do what you, what you need to do. Go get your space. I grabbed my headphones and I walked all the way outside of the hospital and I just started walking and doing kind of some laps around the hospital. And I finally just had a moment where I could feel all the emotions bubbling up and I just started crying and I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm trying, you know, knowing full well, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to feel this way right now. I want to feel calm. I want to be able to get through the rest of this day. So I'm like, okay, let's just try some, some deep breathing. You know, you're listening to music that is calming and, um, you know, you're, you're walking, you've, you've left the environment, but it was like giving myself that space coupled with finally like taking some really good breaths just brought the tears on even more even more like i just like could not stop crying and as i'm walking i'm like okay what do i what do i need right now like i i i'm so angry and i'm so upset and i'm so hurt by what this individual has been doing to me all day and saying to me all day and i'm like maybe maybe i should call somebody. Maybe I should reach out to someone right now because I am just feeling, I'm feeling under attack by this person. I'm feeling, you know, like I'm, I'm, my, my defense is, is not there. My ability to just, you know, turn the other cheek is not there. So I'm walking and I'm like, okay, do I call Maybe I call my mom because I feel like any time in the past where I'm just so beyond upset and so at a loss 
with what to do, I, I will call someone like my mom or a friend. No, Elizabeth, that's not going to help you right now. That isn't necessarily going to give you what you need and what you want in this situation. And you know it. You don't need to call somebody just to hear them say like, yeah, this man is extremely rude and it's unacceptable that he's saying those things. Um, And, you know, essentially like that really sucks for you. That isn't what I need right now. You don't need someone to say like you have every right to feel the way that you do. I've already passed that. Like I'm already feeling it. But I feel like there was an extra layer to me wanting to tell someone what was going on in the moment. And I feel like it was this this feeling of like, I feel like I'm fighting this battle all by myself and I want some people that are on my side. I want someone to get it and be on my side because this is a lot right now and I'm just... I feel like I am being squashed into the ground and I can't do this alone. And on all day I had nurses telling me like, I'm so sorry, you know, he's terrible and he's this and he's that. And I just, you know, I'm so sorry that you have to take care of him, that he's your patient. And that's all very nice. And I'm, and I know that if I were that nurse and I was working with somebody who was working with a difficult patient, like I would absolutely probably say those same things. But I was already to a point of feeling so emotionally worn down and exhausted that I just knew I didn't need someone else to say that to me. Once I realized this feeling within me of like, I want someone to be on my side, I'm like, oh, you know, here it is. I am feeling kind of alone right now. I'm feeling some loneliness. I'm feeling hurt. And all of this is uncomfortable and I, I don't want to feel this anymore. And so I, I want to go back to some things that I would have done in the past to cope with all of this. And that includes like reaching out to other people and and telling them what's going on and just like, but I but I already knew if I were to call someone up right now, call my mom, all I would do is just cry on the phone. All I would do is cry. And so I just kept walking and walking and walking. I was like, okay, I don't actually need anyone else right now. I don't need anyone. I just need to simply feel I just need a space to let all of these emotions out freely so I I can begin to reset and bring myself back home. Something else that was also playing out in my head as I was trying to, you know, hold back the tears and just like, you know, Elizabeth, just collect yourself right now. Like just, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing right now. It doesn't have to be this, you know, just breathe. And I could tell a part of it was this belief 
that I have about like, well, you know, I need to be the bigger person here. I am the position. I'm. I am in the position of being in authority right now. I need to be the bigger person. I don't. I should not stoop down to this person's level. And I think that this is something that we hear a lot, right? You need to be the bigger person. Don't get angry and don't don't get upset by what's going on, you know. Just understand what's happening with the other person. Be the bigger person, rise above it. And that whole notion of like I I know better and I need to be the bigger person. I think is an important aspect and that is something that's the honestly that's the main point I want to make in this whole episode is this debate I was having in my head with how I felt like I should show up with this person because I need to be this bigger. I feel like a a big piece of what's missing in being the bigger person is realizing, accepting, and allowing for your emotions to still be there as a human being. Being the bigger person does not mean that you don't get angry and that you don't get upset and that you aren't hurt by something that someone is saying to you, someone else's words, that you are not hurt by those. That's not what being the bigger person is. It's not showing up and saying like, you can't hurt me. How can I respect the fact that I am still a human being in this uniform that I wear at work? How can I still feel like I'm holding the other person accountable for their words that they're saying to me? How can I respect the fact that I am hurt right now and that I am exhausted and depleted. And I think a big part of that was, you know, taking that 20 minutes outside to walk around and realizing that, no, I don't, I don't need anyone else right now on on the phone. I don't need to talk to anybody right now in this moment. I can be alone with everything that I am feeling right now. And I can be as upset as I need to be. I can let these emotions move through me in that way. You know, you, you, you're a human being, you know, just as much as that patient is sitting there and bringing more to the hospital with them than just their illness, the same goes for us too. We're bringing more to work than just our stethoscopes and our badges. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and honestly, I thought things had kind of settled down a bit. I thought that he was resting in his room, just being quiet. But all of a sudden, I heard a shout, and then the bed alarm went off, and so me and Several other nurses came into his room and he had flipped himself out of his hospital bed and was now lying on the floor, face up naked, just laying there. Laying there as if to say, like, look at me. Look at me lying here. 
completely naked. Do you see me? Do you see me now? Yeah, I do. I see you. I've been seeing you. I've been hearing you all day. You don't have to shout for me to hear you. You don't have to call me names. You don't have to make crude and obscene comments for me to see you. I see you, but I am not here to save you. I am not here to make you want to help yourself. I am here to show you what's possible though. It's possible to stand here and feel all of my pain while also having space for understanding yours. I'm here to show that it's possible to feel the ugliest, darkest things and not feel alone with it all. I'm here to remind you that even though you have these feelings, it does not give you the right or permission to attack me. I know hurt people are the ones who hurt people, but I don't have to suffer because you are suffering. I am not better than you. I am not bigger than you, but I just might be braver than you. At the change of shift, the patient was actually going to be transferring to another hospital. And it was like, I had this feeling of like, you cannot leave fast enough. You know, the, the EMS people were here and, and trying to transfer him onto their gurney and get him shipped off to the other hospital. And it was like, it took agonizing amounts of time. And I'm like, what is taking, you know, so long, you know, cause it's even after my, my 20 minutes of solitude of, you know, walking around the hospital, my, my 20 minute walk, I still had to come back and it's like, it still kept happening. The, the, the foul language, the obscenities, the, just all of it, like just kept happening. And, you know, in, we're, I'm finally like in the 11th hour of all of this. And I, I had had enough. I had had absolutely enough. I had enough of me just pretending like I wasn't bothered by what he was saying. I had enough of me hearing everything that he was saying. I had enough of me pretending to just be fine with walking out of the room once he started down his rabbit hole. And he sat on that gurney I had the two EMS people on either side of him. And once he was all strapped in and wheeling out of the unit, I looked him dead in the face and I said, respectfully, fuck you. Your title, your wealth, your position, your status, your role, what you have or haven't been through in life, anything tied to your identity does not give you a get out of jail free card on disrespecting me. I don't have to turn the other cheek for you. I don't have to diminish how I feel in the name of being the bigger person. I can be both nice, caring, loving, generous, and also take no shit. After he left and I was giving report to the oncoming shift and that nurse that I was giving report to had actually taken care of the, that patient that was transferring out the night before. And you know, she's so kind, 
you know, all of my coworkers all day long, like everyone's so, so kind and, you know, trying their best to, to say something comforting. And one of the things that this nurse said was, you know, just go home and just drink a bottle of wine, just a whole bottle of wine. But even though I didn't have a bottle of wine waiting for me, I had the fleeting thought of like, you know what, maybe I should just order a pizza and watch some crime shows on Netflix and just freaking go down that rabbit hole for the evening. Because I'm still just so, so uh, wrecked, feeling so wrecked from, from the day. And I just had to sigh right there again and say, you know, just just like you're not going to drink a bottle of wine to cope with everything that you're feeling right now, you're not going to order that pizza. You're not going to go down that rabbit hole tonight. Thank you. You don't need to do that. That's not what you need or want right now. It's not going to help you. It's not going to make you feel better. And it just, it came full circle to me realizing that I'm only going to feel better once I allow myself to just feel all of this, this, this heavy, like feel everything today, feel how hurt I was by him. Feel every, every mean thing that he said to me, every injustice that I felt, feel it all. Because if I try to squash this down and I try to pretend like it didn't hurt or try to pretend that I'm okay, it's only going to be pushed down until tomorrow when I wake up and it's my first thought of the day. When I wake up and feel the heaviness within my body from not allowing those emotions to move through. And with that, that is going to wrap up this episode on A Crack of Clarity. I really enjoyed sharing this story with you all because I feel like this was truly another moment for me to really solidify and step into and and really even honestly just further settle into who I am as a person, respecting everything that I've been through and also being able to hold space and be open to all of the experiences of life, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. If you enjoyed this episode and you feel like you really connected with today's message, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to drop in on whatever listening platform you're currently listening to this episode on and drop me a comment below, drop me a review, reach out to me on Instagram. You can even shoot me an email. I'll leave all of that in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I can't wait to connect with you in next week's episode.